The Mole Men Want Your Eyes by Frederick C. Davis Out of the bowels of the earth they came, old and lank and blind, and their cold, dead hands sought warm, fresh youth, Jane, whom I loved, and many more. But the hell we faced was not alone their loss. It was the dreaded knowledge that our doomed loved ones would not be permitted to die. Read by Milton Bagby the mole men want your eyes. Chapter 1. Doom at Midnight It was a strange mission that had taken us out into the night, and our search had led us into a region that seemed ominously desolate under the dim glow of the moon. We were silent as we followed a cinder path that wound down into a hollow among the hills. Jane's hand clung to my arm while we groped our way. I could feel her fingers pressing tightly and more tightly. Her steps began to lag. She seemed more and more unwilling to go on. "'It isn't much farther, Jane,' I said, trying to reassure her. "'If he isn't here, I don't know where else to hunt for him. We'll take a quick look around the old mine, and then if we don't find him there, we'll have to turn back.' We were searching for Dr. Walter Lockwood, one of our neighbors in Westhaven. More than an hour had passed since Jane and I had set out to find him. We had gone to his home, not long after dinner, thinking he would like the company of sympathetic friends on such a trying night as this, but we had not found him there. His house was all lighted, but our knock had gone unanswered. Going in, looking through the empty rooms, then scouting among the gardens, we had called his name repeatedly but there had been no response. His absence had worried us. "'We'd better keep looking for him, Jane,' I had said. "'He's gone off by himself somewhere, probably half out of his mind with grief. We've got to find him.' We had worked our way farther and farther from the village, following dark paths through the hills, haunted every step of the way by the thought that Walter Lockwood's brother must forfeit his life to the state promptly upon the stroke of the new day— that our friend's brother was doomed to die in the electric chair at midnight tonight. Walter was always crazy about that brother of his, I'd added, as we penetrated deeper into the valley. With the time set for Carl's execution coming closer and closer, well, Walter has taken it terribly hard. Distraught as he is, there's no telling what he might do. We had found no sign of Dr. Walter Lockwood, but we had persisted in our search, keenly aware that the time set for the execution of Walter's brother— was inexorably approaching. Now, at last, not knowing where else to look, we were descending into a valley where the darkness was pool-deep, a place that was shunned by the villagers even in broad daylight, where an unnerved man might find, in truth, complete solitude. "'One quick look around, Jane,' I repeated. "'Then if we don't find him—' Abruptly, Jane halted. "'Phil, I—I'm afraid,' she said." If it had been any other girl, I might have laughed at her, might have tried to dispel her fear with ridicule, but I couldn't laugh at Jane Vincent. Though she was fine and delicate, with sensitive blue eyes and a soft mouth that reflected her every change of emotion, she had courage. She was a skilled airplane pilot. Flying solo, she had established several new speed records. Day after day, when she soared into the zenith, her wings dared death, as she stood there on the bleak path 
gazing at me with her round, clear eyes. I remembered this, and I could not take her obvious fear lightly. But why? I said. We know every foot of these hills. Remember when we were kids, how we used to tramp through them all day long and hide in the caves? It was great fun. Well, the hills are just the same now. There's still nothing to be afraid of, Jane. Jane shook her head, and I could see in the shine of my flashlight that she was pale. They're not the same, Phil, she answered. They've changed. I know it's silly of me to be timid, but this valley has seemed different ever since... since... She was looking down into the dark depths of the great hollow. Down there the glow of the moon dimly revealed a group of squat black buildings. Behind them were huge dark mounds of slag. A high wire fence surrounded this property, barricading it from every approach. 